0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: Hello, and welcome to Recharge Wrestling. We're here to plug you into the world of professional wrestling. I'm Fish Fisher, and I'm here, as always, with... Crusty. Sorry, I'm laughing there because he's changed my name to Fish Cake on the screen. <laughs> I knew, I knew uh, you'd threw see me off that. completely I as I was reading it. I, I knew it. you'd seen it. That's why I started laughing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We're of the mature kind here at Recharge Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, well, I am anyway. So um, just the two of us this week, but um, we're going to give you a uh, in-depth review of Raw in particular this week. A bit about SmackDown, not too much on that because it was before SummerSlam, so a lot of it it's kind of irrelevant at this point, but we'll talk about the parts that we liked and that were relevant. And then obviously a bit of a review of NXT. Um, no AUW pod this week. I will be doing, though, a review on our YouTube channel, just me, tomorrow. Um, So if you haven't subscribed there, subscribe at Recharge Wrestling. Like and comment on all our stuff. You know, enjoy, join in our conversation. Follow us on Twitter as well, at Recharge Wrestle for more details on that. Uh, but yeah, thank you as well to... We've had quite a big influx of new podcast listeners. Um, so that's great on that, on that format. Um, so thank you very much for checking us out. If you're new to this podcast and you've stuck around, thank you. You must enjoy it. If this is the first one you've ever listened to, I hope you enjoy it as well. Hello and welcome. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's a three-man pod, sometimes it's a 2 manner, but we hope you like our analysis of wrestling and just having a little bit of a fun chat.
0: Definitely. So should we get straight into Raw?
1: Yeah, so normally we start with SmackDown, but like I said, there's not loads from SmackDown this week. So we're just going to go on to a big chat about Raw because it felt like a complete reset after SummerSlam this week. And we were very excited by it. And I know Keeney, obviously, he's not on the pod today. His top mark was just going to be the whole of Raw. Well, funny me enough, it, is my, it, is, it is my top mark, yeah. the whole of Raw. So we're, we're going to talk about Raw first, then just a brief bit about SmackDown before we move on to NXT. So yeah, take it away, Krusty, if you want to sort of just generalize your topic. I mean, mark.
0: we've we've discussed this for the last few weeks, haven't we, saying what's going to happen when Triple H comes in? And I think we sort of came to the conclusion we thought we're going to overanalyze and think everything is Triple H. Uh, but then we I think we discussed it more and thought, well, actually, he's not going to try and displease Vince, considering he's still the biggest shareholder in WWE. But... There is no denying that this Raw was hugely influenced by Triple H. And wow, what a refreshment. I mean, I've been enjoying WWE for a while now anyway. Yeah. Um, But this just took it up to another level. I cannot wait for SmackDown this week it was just insane i mean the promos were great we're finally getting decent matches that are going longer that was what i was going
1: to say the biggest takeaway from me isn't he didn't do massive angles he didn't do loads of debuts and surprises okay we got a couple on SummerSlam, but on raw itself it was just a solid wrestling show it was just a good wrestling show and that is what you want this is what it should be week to week and that's what excites me because yeah. it can be this. There yeah. wasn't, okay, Johnny Gargano returned or The Fiend came in or The Undertaker came out of nowhere or something like that. Yeah. Like, the stuff that can't be done every week. This was stuff that you can do this every week. You can do five or six really good matches, a couple of good promo segments, get as many people onto the show as you can. And the matches having stakes yeah. as well. And it didn't like feel that.
0: like, although the matches were longer, it didn't feel like there was any less... Superstars, we had all the big hitters. We had Becky, we had Seth, the Usos, who were yeah. used to seeing. But then you also had these incredible new, well, not new to us, but new to the main screen and in ring, actually, wrestling talents in the forms of Champa. We had Mustafa Ali, who we haven't seen in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, Obviously, EO. EO. Um, yeah. EO Sky and, and Dakota, um, Kai. And
1: Dakota Kai
0: and Bailey. That faction was everywhere.
1: Yeah, all yeah. over the show. So yeah. I really and liked it. It felt that.
0: fresh, didn't it? I really enjoyed it. Yeah,
1: and, and what I do like about it is you said, you know, they, they got as many people. It, they did not use every single person on the show, they kept off a few and minimized. Like, Lashley didn't do much. Kevin Owens wasn't there. Theory mm-hmm. wasn't on the show. So they've kept it to the. I think they're going to rotate talent better as well, so you don't I get bored that's
0: of them. A great idea. So next week, yeah. have, have Lashley in a big match um perhaps don't have the usos and it just keeps it keeps it fresh but you don't feel hard done by because there's such a big roster uh and a, and a roster of talented people not just people they're throwing in for the sake of it um like we have seen over the last few weeks where you get uh Aliya coming to the ring and doing not even wrestling and th- things like that i know that changed now triple h is involved but um yeah, just overall a fantastic show. I couldn't remember a RAW I enjoyed this much all the way through. Obviously, there's been some really huge RAWs and smackdowns, um, weekly shows that basically have massive angles, which make it incredible. But in terms of start to finish, engaging me and making me want more, because usually the three-hour show does drag on a little bit and I think, oh, not this segment. But actually, all the way through, absolute corker really enjoyed it and i hope our listeners felt the same as well so i think that's really the end of my top mark but um i think should should we should we start at the start of the show
1: yeah yeah we'll just we'll go through it bit by bit but yeah i just want to add i agree with everything you said there really it was just it was just a really good show from start to finish there were a couple of things little nitpicks that i i would like to see changed in future weeks that i think are a little bit old traits that i want them to get rid of but other than that it felt very fresh and very good
0: Brilliant. Yeah, I think Keeney felt the same, even though he's not here from from talking to him in the week. Um, so we had Becky out first, straight away. Great face, Provo. So you can see straight away she's changed. She's changed her character, uh, calling out Bianca Belair and then showing that they have respect for each other. Um, she is, is she injured? Or yeah, is so... This- she actually is injured.
1: Yeah, she actually is. So she separated a shoulder. I've seen pictures from the match. So she did it during the match at SummerSlam, separated shoulder, shoulder pops out. Right. Um, so it's a legit injury. A um, couple of months. Yeah, and it's weird timing, obviously, with Bailey just returning. Now Becky's gone. Um, I was hoping we were going to get some sort of interaction because Becky and Bailey, I've, I've said this once on the pod before, but they've never had a one on one match on the main roster, which is very strange. You'd think the two, you know, the horsewomen have always been. Yeah, yeah. interchangeable, like having matches you know, Becky and Charlotte for example have had loads, Charlotte uh, Becky and um, Bailey and Sasha, sorry, have had you know, tag teams, then loads of, you know feuds and stuff like that, but yeah uh, Bailey and Becky have never had a one-on-one singles match on the main roster, so I was kind of looking forward to that, but what we did get instead was still good, obviously we're going to miss Becky, um, but for women's division is so stacked at the moment and I don't think she's out for ages and ages um, so I don't, you know it's it's good timing in the sense of we've got Bailey back at least I think yeah. if this had happened and he didn't have anyone coming back it would be significantly weaker on yes. Raw um, and that would be a problem but obviously hope Becky gets better soon and we get her back on the show because she's just turned face as well so I was looking forward to seeing this like new character of hers, well it's kind of her old character, it's the man character really isn't it um but I was looking forward to seeing where that goes. The only thing is, I forward. don't
0: see. I don't. I don't know how Triple H is going to gauge this. But we've said it before. It happened with Bailey. Why leave these really good promo uh, superstars off of TV? Doesn't make any sense. Um, Becky can come out and hang around with Bianca. She can cut promos every few weeks. She can go on commentary. Like that.
1: She can go on commentary and yeah. things like that. Like and just then Amazing. add little, add little bits to the story. Um doesn't have to come on every week because I think no. it gets a bit tedious if you can't wrestle when you're on every week. But even if you come on every two or th- two or three weeks, if she's going to be out for say two three months, she can
0: cause distraction. She's on three or four like times.
1: That. Yeah, three or four times or something. That would be good.
0: Just to keep her sort of character, because people will forget that she's turned face. I think Um if you leave her off too long. Yeah. Um,
1: I liked the fact she sort of held it, hold it down, Bianca. Um, as she left, I thought it was a good little promo talking just of specifically this segment itself. Um, but yeah, it was and really then good. They and then finalized obviously...
0: it, didn't they, by her getting beaten up by Bailey and the gang, I've called them. Are they, do they actually have a name yet? I don't think they have a name yet. Did no. it have a name yet? No. But, um, I love this faction. Absolutely. Yeah, love- and they were everywhere,
1: weren't they? Yeah, I love the presentation of them, the fact that they're made to feel important from the off. They're, they're feuding with the women's champion. And yep. the other biggest women star in Becky Lynch, um, they were they were on the show a lot. Um, so yeah, they feel important. Um, I compared it to kind of what the Shield came like when they came in, where they were just destroying people backstage and in the ring and and that. And they all three of them feel good. And, and, and they're, they're all they're great really, wrestlers.
0: Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, that, we the know thing. they can wrestle. We know they can. Um, we know Dakota Kai especially can can talk on the microphone. Yeah. Um, I mean we saw them interrupt a Oscar versus Alexa Bliss match. Um again, just talk I know I've sort of skipped ahead now, but that match there, we've been having the same old rubbish of Do drop versus Alexa Bliss and then Nikki ASH and all these weird matches that mean absolutely nothing. Mm. Whereas Oscar versus Alexa Bliss is is up to be a banger. Um, normally I wouldn't like interruptions but actually because it was this new faction that yeah. seems to be destroying trying to take over the women's division isn't it?
1: Yeah, uh, I loved it I and what that loved then it. set up is another segment later on at night so yep. you then got EO Sky versus Bianca Belair because Belair demanded a match of one of the group and then Alexa and Asuka come down and help. My only slight nitpick and this is one of the things I was talking about was you got two DQ finishes in the women's matches which I I can normally pass it I would on dislike this. that. Yeah, but it's just something I don't want to see too many non finishes, and I hope that Triple H kind of cuts that bit out and finds other ways yep. around them. Um, that was my only slight criticism. But the
0: problem is we've had it so often that it feels bad. Yeah. It's like when I criticize roll up pins, but in this instance, I think
1: it this work in this, this, instance.
0: this this work This is neat, and it's also making them hated straight away. Because yeah. they're interrupting all these matches, they're they're basically interlinking the whole women's division but, uh, through sort of a, a dislike for this faction, Um, which is they do remind. I know you mentioned the Shield, but they remind me quite a lot of Toxic Attraction on NXT, which is obviously probably yeah. come from Triple H's uh, mind. So just the fact that they're going around and interfering in everything and and having their yeah having their face it'll, all it'll be the interesting show.
1: if they do bring tag titles back because a good way to bring them would be to put them on eo and dakota and then you could I don't see why you couldn't
0: in. i mean you've also got another tag team right there in alexa bliss and oscar and i think that's quite a cool little
1: yeah tag could, team. You, if they're going to do the tag team tournament i think they're getting towards enough teams to do it now um you can you know you can throw in obviously nikki and do drop in there you could Maybe bring Zelina Vega back with Carmella when she returns. You you've got a few options at least there. And you've you know, Natalia, she's she's not on the chain of bases anymore, is she? But there's there's options, a few, not many, but you know, you could you can do something. Well, with this that, could but...
0: follow on quite nicely to something else we were going to discuss. Um, talking about the women's roster and tag teams, we um there's rumors going around that. WWE have open talks with Sasha Banks and Naomi. This isn't confirmed. It might just be wishing.
1: There's a a few different... I've heard a few differing things. That's the thing. There was one report saying that they've agreed for them to come back. And some people were even saying they might turn up on Raw on Monday. The one just gone. And it didn't happen. So I'm hopeful that they will come back. Um, I don't know. Because it wasn't confirmed that they'd even been released. I think they had. I think they had. Because they were they're definitely doing stuff outside of WWE book it. They had a booking uh, some meet and greet thing, which normally obviously you you can't do without if you're under WWE contract, you can't really do that without WWE permission. So it suggested to me that they have been released from their contracts, but it may well be that Triple H phoned and Stephanie phone them and say, look, it's a change of ownership, change of plans, please consider coming back. On the same money you were on before, probably, or even maybe even more money, who knows? And persuading them to come back, it would not surprise me if that happened.
0: Yeah, I would personally put them on SmackDown.
1: Yes, they were on, they were on SmackDown anyway, yeah. so definitely it would make sense. Uh, especially, I mean, you need challengers for to live, and I think if they're coming back, maybe they should be heels rather than faces, I think would make much more sense. I think they
0: could easily cut an absolute fire promo, basically a heel promo saying, well, we didn't want to be here because you fans are all rubbish or something like that. It it could be quite easy to twist it, couldn't it? Um, Yeah, it's it's exciting. The the women's division has suddenly been made very, very interesting. It was quite underwhelming before you had Bianca Belair and... um, Becky on Raw, and that, that was basically it, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, suddenly the women's division is absolutely stacked on Raw. Like the, the, the six main women you had there in that feud, plus then you've got Rhea Ripley, just sort of on the side feud. You've got obviously Becky, who's now going to be sidelined for a bit, but then you've also got others as well in there. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a really strong looking women's division, and this whole show presented them really really well there was only you know two matches and they ended in DQ like we say but I think it's what it's setting up is exciting um, I don't know what we're going to get at Clash but my prediction is probably that we'll get Bailey versus Bianca Belair in a title match but I wouldn't awesome. mind it if we just get some like street fight six woman.
0: that could be awesome as well
1: or something yeah I that wonder if it's too
0: early good. for Bailey versus Belair
1: yeah I, I think, think they could delay that yeah or they even do that on Raw, and again it leads to chaos. Maybe Bianca wins, but it's not. It's it, there's like interferences everywhere, and then they basically it just leads to a big brawl at the end of it or something between the six women. And then they like, "Look, that. enough's enough. Let's just have a big street fight at um, with no rules at Clash. That would I'd, be awesome. I'd love that.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I'd, we're more likely to get that. the
1: title match, but I would like to see. The other one because then we'll get to see EO, we'd get to see all of those people. All or you
0: have a tag match, yeah, EO big. and um, Dakota Kai versus Alexa Bliss and Oscar, it gets yeah. all of those in the ring. Um, yeah, they're going to want to show off here that that's what they're going to want to do. You're putting all of your stars at the pay per view, which is which makes sense. And then you have Bailey versus um, they, they should
1: be on the card considering how they're being booked at the moment, they're all over the show you'd want them on the on the pay-per-view card. Definitely. Uh, and, so, I think they'll be, and then, obviously, we've got Survivor Series after that. I could see them being strongly booked at the Survivor Series yeah. as well.
0: It's going to be incredible, isn't it? I can't wait. Yeah. I'm so excited. I hope this momentum keeps up and I'm not disappointed.
1: Yeah, I hope so too. So that was the first segment, but then we kind of tangent onto the... The next ones a covered little bit. the women's
0: division. But on let's Raw. talk
1: about the United States title because they also made that feel very important on this show. They, they did a big video package with previous United States championships in the history of the title, which I love that they do yes. that because, especially with no world title in the men's side on Raw, this title needs to be big. And this on this show, it felt huge because you had that presentation, but also you had two triple threat qualifying matches. The winners then face each other in a one-on-one match. So it's it's throughout the show, you're planning matches with stakes. um, And then they face Bobby Lashley next week. So the first one was the AJ Styles, The Miz Miz and and Mustafa Mustafa Ali. Ali. Yeah, what did you make of that one? I was
0: just straight away, I was like, what a match. I mean, you've got a true sort of ring general there and charismatic... um, demeanour from Miz straight away. Um, Mustafa Ali, someone fresh. I know he's been on occasionally, but he's not been out and around much. And we know he's a great wrestler. And then you've got AJ Styles. What an absolute legend. You know, he's incredible in ring. So straight away, you're thinking, this is going to be an absolute scorcher. And wow, didn't we get a match? And as you say, having stakes makes it meaningful. Um, One thing I really did like, although AJ Styles and... Mustafa Ali really did put on a great show. The Miz is wrestling and actually wrestling. He's not cheating constantly, yeah, looking yeah. like he's the weaker, the weaker of the three. Although he actually um, almost took the pin in the end.
1: Uh, yeah, so the finish um, was incredible, wasn't it? Let's, let's oh, talk about that finish. It. That finish was awesome. So it started with Ali doing a 450 splash yep, 450. on the Miz. Yep. Um, and as Ali lands on him, bounces up. St- he bounces up and AJ Styles catches him into a Styles Clash onto The Miz. and then That must have him. really hurt. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but it just looks so cool. The timing is so epic. clever. And again, it's one of those little finishes you think is, is... I know they don't book the matches per se, Triple H, Vince, whoever's booking the show. You have producers producing matches. But from what I've heard, Triple H has basically said, you have a little bit more freedom to be creative in your matches and, and do moves you don't normally do, which I I said that when we saw Bianca do a um, Spanish fly at the pay-per-view because I've never seen her do that before. And the same with promos, you know, you still got to get your point, but they're not quite as tightly scripted. Maybe that was an example. That finish may have been an example of that. Um, so, yeah, I just thought that was awesome. And this match in general was really good. Like you say, three. The Miz is a really good in-ring wrestler, particularly when you put him in there with two people yeah, complement his style really well. And that's what you got here.
0: And I also like that they just didn't make him look weak, which was good. He was properly wrestling, which I enjoyed. Um, This then went on to a, a second, second triple threat, didn't it? Which, again, just awesome. And three people who you don't really see in ring singles but you know can wrestle Dolph Ziggler Tommaso Ciampa and Chad Gable
1: yeah Gable um, Gable being in this match was cool because you know he's a tag team wrestler Otis wasn't even there was he, he wasn't at ringside being annoying as no. far as I can remember at all so it was like Chad Gable the single star these
0: were just proper you know. matches weren't they just proper matches no messing around just wrestling um I loved it. All three of them looked incredible. There was just finishers coming here, there and everywhere. You had Gable hitting some good old suplexes. The fact that Ziggler seems to be allowed to hit his finishers now is good. I mean, I love a famous I absolutely love a famous. He
1: he was in a double um, submission at one point. That looked really cool as well. Um, Yeah, there was lots of cool stuff in this. There was a big AOA crash from Champa that got a near fall. The rolling suplexes, the zigzag, all sorts of stuff. It was one of those matches and he felt like I thought Champa was going to win. But it wouldn't have surprised me if any of the three won.
0: Like, Definitely.
1: It, couldn't, it wouldn't have surprised me if Ziggler pinned um, Gable and like, Ziggler just won randomly.
0: It could have been any of them, couldn't it? Like, like you say. And the thing yeah. that really shows is Triple H's show is the fact that Champa has come out of nowhere to win. Yeah,
1: he was basically the Mrs. <laughs> sidekick just at the side of the ring, having yeah. occasional, having occasional matches, but not really winning them. Um, to being winning two matches on one show and now getting a title opportunity next week, so he wins here, then has a one-on-one match with AJ Styles, which again made sense because at the pay-per-view, yeah. Styles interrupted and they brought for the crowd. So I did think they were setting that up, but it was it was I'm not complaining. It was good uh, good idea. Awesome. And then you've got a banger between Styles and Champa two. So those two wrestling their second matches of the night, quite long matches as well. It wasn't you like also had a guest minutes.
0: commentator of Booker T, which is fresh. Yeah,
1: that, that was random. But it was, but I, I think no it's cool that, bring in some yeah. different
0: commentary. Um, sort of like AEW do when they bring JR in now. I think it's yeah. cool to just bring up a change, isn't it? It's, it's something yeah, different. especially
1: like halfway through the show. It makes it feel different mm. to the rest of the show. So, yeah, I, d- I didn't mind that. It's so all I quite like Booker T anyway, so that was that was fine. Um, and then we got, yeah, we got a banger here. And like I say, Champa won again, meaning that he next week will face Bobby Lashley for the United States Championship, which is crazy, really. You'd never have thought that a week or so ago. Um, Miz did help him in this match a little bit. Uh, at one point, he put his foot on the rope to save him. Um, so it wasn't completely clean, but, no, but it was um, good. It was clever. But Champa still won, and AJ was protected in defeat, really, and he won a match earlier in the night, so it didn't make AJ look like an idiot, really, either, did it? It was quite... um It was just really good. <laughs> I Haven't got anything bad to say yeah. about it. It was
0: quality, wasn't it? Um, yeah, so we... and then...
1: Sorry, I was no, going to no, say, so then cuts a promo about that, and the match is happening next week, and just one little interesting note that I've already told you about, but the match... So the match is happening next week in Cleveland, Ohio, which is where Raw is next week, I'm assuming it's probably going to main event the show because it's a title match. They had a title match main event in this show, which again I like. Title matches main event. I would not be surprised here if we see a certain Johnny Gargano turn up because it's in his hometown. Yeah, That is where Johnny Gargano lives and is from. So, and the, the fact it's Champa in this thing, it wouldn't shock me at all if that happens.
0: Good way of costing him the win.
1: Yeah, or helping him, like win. Who knows? Do you think? They'd-
0: they make Bobby Lashley lose already?
1: I, I can't see it, but it's Triple H and Tommaso Ciampa. It could happen. I don't think it will.
0: I'm excited, whatever happens. I think
1: it makes more sense the way around, like you said. But the, the, the beauty of this is it is a refresh. We don't know exactly where Triple H's yeah. direction is going. That's what
0: we want, isn't it? We don't want to read. We don't want to be having the same old thing week in, week out that we can predict so easily yeah um, maybe that's why you won SummerSlam because of the predictions because it was unpredictable and you're not very maybe, good maybe I,
1: <laughs> I thought SummerSlam's actual results were quite easy to predict <laughs> it
0: was it was yeah. it was the
1: it was the returns and the shocks and the quality of the matches that made SummerSlam good It wasn't necessarily Definitely. that unpredictable but yeah hopefully we just don't get the same form, formulaic stuff that's that's the main thing we don't want to see the same. You know, start with a the promo, then this person interferes, then they have a match, and then it's a DQ, and then like the same old stuff all over and over and over again. We don't really want to see that. We want to see some some stuff different. And and, and even in AEW, this has been happening more and more as well. I feel like even their product, we're seeing predictable things happen all the time. Like I'm guessing what's going to happen next, and it's happening too often. Um, so yeah, I I, I think. It just needs a bit of a shot in the arm. And, and this show had that without it being crazy over the top. Yeah, It just was really solid. Uh, what else did we have? Well, we so had, we had-
0: we're talking about fresh superstars and a refresh. So not so fresh, but still awesome. We had Seth Rollins come out in the ring. And the Street Profits together have a bit of a back and forth with Seth, which I found really quite funny. They were winding Seth up. And yeah, I loved it when he forward- said he
1: lost with one to a man with one boobie. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, that that was hilarious. <laughs> Talking about Cody they, they were really getting under his skin weren't they? Yeah. Um using sort of real truth and then um also saying that they took the titles off of him. Yeah, uh, which is a
1: good point. I'm glad when they sort of recall things because yeah, that, that had was a, a long while time ago back. now. Yeah, I I'd forgotten that. That's how no, long ago. It I was. Had.
0: Um and then Montez Ford and Dawkins have this this uh, want to have... They're going to have a match with Seth and decide to do rock, paper, scissors. And I found this quite funny because Montez Ford goes to do it and then just runs off, grabs the ref and runs to the ring. I wonder again if this is hinting at them splitting up. Um, Dawkins didn't actually react to this, but no. I think it still could be hinting towards this. You then got Montez Ford versus Seth Rollins. To put Montez Ford in a match, yeah, with this Sheffield felt ends.
1: like a, me- a trial, like go and see if you can hang with a main eventer,
0: yeah, on your own. Boy, uh, did he. yeah, this and, and then they had a, a banger, banger And it, I knew yeah. it was
1: going to be, I knew it was going to be because we've seen Montez put on bangers yeah. before. And he looks incredible,
0: in doesn't he? He looks like a main. Yeah. I mean, do you remember that star. Montez
1: Ford had that? It was a while, a few months ago on SmackDown. He had a random match with Roman Reigns as well, and it was really good. Yeah, um, and yeah, again here with he- Seth.
0: We've said it for a while, haven't we? He's a future star. For and, sure. and, it's,
1: and it was well booked. It was like, he shouldn't win because no. he's still a tag team wrestler now at the end of the day. And Seth doesn't need to lose this match, but he should run him. He should he can make you think he can win. It can be close. It pushed
0: him. It really yeah. did push Seth, didn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and that, that's the kind of matches we need to see more of as well. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed that.
0: I thought the both of them here, were amazing I absolutely love to finish as well I mean a little note from Seth when he was on the um, I think he was on the turnbuckle I'm not too sure but he said who wants to smoke now bitch yeah <laughs> the 14 plus uh, era is definitely coming in um, yeah. but it was just awesome where they both missed a, f- they both went for a frog splash Montez Ooh. then landed on Seth's knees and Really quickly, no messing about, hit the stomp. Like it was mm. it was snappy, bang. It it was believable. Not like where they just bend over the ring and sit there waiting for yeah, the stomp. Yeah. It was believable that he hit hit that move. It was just an incredible match. As you say, Seth definitely needed to win that. It would have been weird if he didn't. Mm. But yeah, and showing Seth's, off on Seth's board. been
1: winning more recently, which is good. Yeah, He's been wrestling more on more. This is what we were saying he should have been doing in the Cody feud, was... Winning matches between, because obviously Seth's feud is with Riddle, not with Ford. So, uh, um Rollins picking up wins here before he faces Riddle makes more sense. Well, interestingly as well, um, he did mention Roman and the Universal title here, which surprised a bit in his promo before the match, um, which suggests surely they've got to be going down that route sooner or later. It also makes me doubt oh, it would make more sense to do Seth v. Drew. It makes me doubt da- because we, we've we kind of been assuming that Drew's going to win the title at Clash. I think mean, yeah. that's what we've been kind of hoping for maybe. But Seth mentioned coming for Roman here. He had that little teaser, didn't he, as well um, with Roman the other day, didn't he? Was it on SmackDown or was it at SummerSlam? Where was it? Where he came out and just sort of acknowledged him. And Yeah, so it looks like Seth's sort of heading towards a title feud at some point, but it just makes me wonder, will that feud be against Drew, which would be he'll be faced and would make more sense, or are we finally going to get the proper feud between Seth and Roman going forward? The thing
0: is, I I want Seth and Roman to have a proper feud, but it doesn't make sense to not have Drew win at Clash, I think. Yeah. I think they've always had it in there, but then again, it's Triple H running the show now. I think they always had it in the head that they owed Drew from the, from him carrying, uh, through the, um, through the COVID period with with mm. no fans, and this is the play. It's all about Drew, isn't it? Here it it really is all about Drew. Don't forget, we've also got that briefcase floating around. Yes, Um, we think it's going to hang on to theory, going to hang on to that for quite some time. I think that's going to play a part, though. I I really do think that's going to play a part at most pay per views, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. The title scene feels quite it feels like one of Drew or Seth should be the people person to beat Roman at the moment, I would say. Um, but I don't know which one. And when I don't think it should be like I said, I don't think Theory should be the one to beat Roman. If, I think if he wins, it, it should be down the line. Splitting up line. somehow. Yeah, if it's one title, then yeah, fair enough. Down the line, I don't know how they're going to do the t- uh, title splitting storyline, um, but I hope they do at some point.
0: It was a silly idea, to be honest. To... It was a
1: terrible idea, and again, if this has happened three, four months earlier with Vince's retirement, it would, ne- it would not have happened. I'm 100 no. percent sure about that. Um, but there we go. Um, and then Seth went to, so Seth won, and then he went to attack forward afterwards. Dawkins did come back out at that point to make a bit of a save, didn't he? Um,
0: he did, but I still think the cracks are showing there.
1: Yeah. So we got, that's when we got the asuka Alexa Bliss match, which was very short because we got the DQ, the triple threat was after that. Then we got on this day.
0: I see clearly. He's, he's brought it yeah. back.
1: So Edge, that was very
0: harmonic, there, Fisher. I know. I know. <laughs> you were really getting into that.
1: <laughs> uh, so Edge is back with his old entrance as well, which I didn't actually expect after the, the big no. entrance at SummerSlam. Um, but I'm not complaining because I love Metalingus. Obviously, who everyone loves Metalingus, and if he's going to be a baby a face, it kind of makes sense for him to have it. Um, and hopefully, we get to hear that at Clash in person. When hopefully Edge wrestles, which I'm really hoping he does because he's one of the the last WWE stars that I've not seen wrestle live. Um,
0: yeah, that's available that's, to see.
1: Yeah, yeah, like current current people. You know, Walter was one of them. I saw him on our last, on the last tour. Um, there's a few. There are there are still a few, but he's the the big. He's like the huge name. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope so. But anyway, so he comes out here and just cuts a really short promo. And I like the fact he kept it short and sweet and didn't ramble on for 10, 15 minutes. Um, that for me is a positive thing as well. Just straight to the point, basically said, I like the fact he addressed him being a heel before as well. He was like, you know, thanks to the fans because I could, I could understand if you booed me because I've been a bit of an arsehole recently, was yeah. what he said. Um, so he addressed never. that. He didn't just come out and pretend it never happened. Because I hate it when they do that. Uh, but Edge is, Edge is obviously smarter than that. Anyway. He
0: knows what he's doing.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, so he come out, addressed that, and then said he was totally blindsided by the Judgment Day turn and Finn Balor thing. And basically for them to watch their backs, because he's going to end what he started, which was the Judgment Day. Really good little promo, I thought. And got him back, as a, established him back as a... On
0: this day, he can face. now see clearly. Yep. So he's gone back face. <laughs> um, um, and then I guess it's on to the end of Raw. Um, yeah, so
1: just quickly, just to talk about the um, EO Belair match itself, because oh, yes. how nice was it to see? I was so excited to see EO wrestle on on Raw. It felt really weird, but really like good.
0: Yep, there was no squash, um, music, was let run, wasn't it for a presentation, while?
1: Presentation entrance looked really cool, by the way. They yep. changed it slightly. Good presentation. Like she was awesome. The match was really good. I know it ended in that DQ, but yeah, just awesome that was. And then after that as well, Miz and Champ had a hell of a promo um, before the main event, and that was the main event after that, wasn't it?
0: Yes, which was the Mysterio's versus the Usos.
1: And again, every, like every match on this card, apart from Alexa Vyasca, because that was just setting up an angle. An absolute banger of a match. And do you know awesome. what? Do you know who I was impressed with in this match? Dom? I was. I actually thought Dom held his own here. Because normally, in these type of matches, when especially if he's in there with three really good guys, he stands out like a sore thumb for not being as good as the others. I yeah. actually thought he did pretty well here. And his hot tag was really good. Um, so, yeah, credit to him. I thought he held his own in this match. I thought it was actually a banger of a match and obviously we've got a cool angle afterwards as well yeah
0: i really enjoyed it finished with the 1d uh clean 1d as well yep um so i think surely this has got to be it again for surely now we've got rid of street profits and mysterios as challenges for the titles
1: yeah, well, the Mysterios are still feuded with the Judgment Day, really, aren't they? So yeah, I, yeah. I can't say... I don't they know can't who, challenge
0: for it, though. Now, I mean, surely. we were talking
1: about it the other day, who the Usos move on to. I still don't really know. Um, but, yeah, I don't think it's going to be the Mysterios after this.
0: Because everyone else is the twos. Yeah. And we, the ones. I like the fact that they're being put strong now. I remember there was a time when they lost every match. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> was annoying the, me. It was skid like New Day, that, wasn't point. it? Yeah, that was terrible. That was Skid City. Um but the end angle, like you say, was pretty cool, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The end angle was cool. So the Judgment Day come down um, after the match, wasn't it? Wasn't it Yeah.
0: Uso's has gone already.
1: Yeah. So the Uso's were leaving. Judgment Day attack. Um, There's a sort of a... Um, ballo and Priest went for Rey. Um, Rio was choking out Dom with her legs on the turnbuckle. Really cool image. Uh, I love the presentation of Rhea Ripley in this. That was
0: awesome, yeah.
1: Uh, She looks really cool. Um, And again, Dom's selling was all right there. He looked okay. Um, And then Edge comes out to him the odds. So we got Edge back on the show after his little promo earlier on. But Rhea pushes Balor out of the way and it means that Edge speared Dom. And we end the show with Dominic injured, basically, from Edge doing a move on him.
0: And does this play into my little...
1: Well, there, yeah, that is planting my, the seeds further, isn't it, for the Dominic turn, which yeah. I think will eventually happen. And not so, like it, Edge. I think the the best way forward for this match is Dominic's now injured, so he can't wrestle. Yeah, you do Edge and Ray versus Judgment Day at Clash. Yeah, and if Dominic can return. You think he's going to side with Ray and Edge, but for some reason he turns on now.
0: Yeah, where's the deal?
1: Or the other way around, but I, I think that makes more sense.
0: Yeah, I think so. Here we go.
1: And, I'll, and that's a match I want to see live as well. Edge and Rey Mysterio. Oh, that'd be me.
0: awesome. That, I think it? that'd be
1: a banger of a match. So, yeah, I've, I think hopefully that's what, where we go with this.
0: But overall, an absolutely phenomenal raw.
1: Yeah, like I say, one or two little nitpicks, but amazing improvements, in my opinion. The standard of the wrestling alone was was way better than we've had in a long time. But also the booking of it, it was really good as well. The presentation and importance of everything, the stakes on the matches, etc. cetera, felt really, really good.
0: So I think now we're going to have to jump back to SmackDown. Yeah, let's, let's to, talk the main about... point was Raw, wasn't it? But... Yeah,
1: we wanted to talk about Raw because that was sort of the main thing. I mean, you skip, you skip mark, top mark the whole show. If I was going to say the thing I like best about it, I would, I would go with the Triple Threat Matches. Yeah. Um, but I might actually give my top I've got another top mark for my AEW video tomorrow which I'll say as a separate thing uh, for the AEW fans out there but I will give my top mark last week of the last week to something that happened on Smackdown despite Raw being an amazing show oh, I yeah. loved um, Drew versus Sheamus and they I mean yeah. they always put on bangers I mean we were moaning a little bit that they kept delaying and delaying and delaying it but the match we got was amazing. It was
0: worth waiting and again me. I
1: read about this match. Apparently Seamus and Drew were kind of left to their own with a producer, just kind of improvise, do your spots that you want to do. Um and you can tell that a little bit in this in this match because it was so good. And Drew and Seamus, I've heard the term wrestling soulmates used for them. Like they they just in the ring they're perfect together like yeah. as as opponents. Um and Drew's amazing. Sheamus is Incredibly underrated um overall. And yeah, I, I didn't know what a Donny Brook match is that's what it's called, wasn't it? Donnie Brook.
0: Yeah, Donny Brook. I had yeah. no
1: idea what that really entailed going into it, but it was cool. You had a bar at Ringside, you had these shillelaghs. I think that's what how you pronounce them. Didn't the library. bar have
0: a picture of Seamus' dad on it or something like that. I think it
1: was Seamus, but he just looked it looked like old school. I, I'm not really sure what it I'm was. I'm sure
0: they said it was his dad. Oh, it may have been, yeah. <laughs> it
1: might have just been a picture of Seamus, just like made to look a bit old. I don't know. But yeah, we had we had barrels ringside that got thrown into as well. Um, chairs in the ring at one point. Uh, there was a future shot DDT onto those chairs, which uh, Drew got a two count from. Then when we got the inevitable interruptions, Ridge Holland came in. Um, uh, Butch came in as well. Flying, I, I loved his entrance, actually. He kind of jumped off the barrels. Um, Butch, look, uh, Ridge Holland feels a bit of an afterthought at the moment, I must admit. But Butch actually is quite... Well, now
0: Triple H is there.
1: He's oh, I start think he the might push. be. Yeah, Butch will get a put, Pete Dunne will get a push on the Triple H. I'm sure of it. I don't know about Ridge, but right. Pete Dunne. He he tweeted the other day saying Clash probably with a picture of him with the United Kingdom Championship.
0: I would love them to um, defend it. Not necessarily Pete Dunne, um, but I think they should defend the United I, Kingdom I would love Championship see, in the UK. Like,
1: yeah, I'd love to see Dragonov, even
0: on a pre-show. Like, Dragonov
1: would be. He puts on amazing matches as well. Yeah. Like every mat title match he has is like an absolute banger. Yeah, I would love to see that. I don't know who his opponent would be, but if they could get someone from the main roster or, or NXT like a more known star than yeah. just your average NXT UK guy, then that would be better, I think. But then again, I wouldn't mind not
0: Wolfgang like that. versus uh, yeah, yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I want to say I wouldn't mind like a Tyler Bate, obviously. Um,
0: it'd be awesome yeah. for us, but a lot of the fans probably wouldn't know who.
1: Oh, who- I don't know. The UK fans would, I reckon. The US fans, if it's on the pay-per-view, I agree with you because the US fans probably wouldn't give a shit, to be honest. But I think there's fans in attendance would care.
0: We'll see. I, I don't know. I, I think there might be quite a lot of... If it does fill out, at
1: 70,000. I saw the other day there's still, I think, 10,000 tickets available at the moment. That's still... That's, a, that's not many, really. I no. thought there might be a lot. I, of that. I think it's 61,000 have been sold. I sort of oh, took it up, man, there.
0: that atmosphere is going to be incredible.
1: Yeah, and and we know our, our friend uh, Tizzle has bought one since then, who's been on this podcast. So yeah, shout out to Tizzle. That, that might be 60,999 left now, um, yeah. or 98. Yeah, look out, get know, your actually. tickets
0: if you're not gone. It's going to be an absolute scorcher.
1: Yeah, I recommend it. Um But yeah, that was a banger of a match from uh, Drew and Sheamus, which Drew obviously inevitably won, which was kind of obvious, but I don't mind that at all. Um,
0: no, it was, and it was a crazy headlining it?
1: clash at the castle to face <laughs> Roman Reigns. We also then got um, a promo afterwards. Theory smashed Drew over and over with the, the briefcase, which again I liked because Theory is he's going after everyone, isn't he, that could be champion. So there was Brock, there was Roman, there was Drew at this point because this was before SummerSlam. Um, and then obviously Drew got his revenge on him uh, later on. But yeah, that was that was all great. I thought I thought the main event of SmackDown, again, great wrestling. Um, that was the first proper SmackDown that Triple H was in charge of as well. And I think it's good signs for that I mean, Raw was amazing, but I think good signs as well for Smackdown going forward. The yeah, roster's I'm really not quite interested. strong, the storylines aren't quite as strong at the moment. But I think oh, Friday
0: we're gonna get a change, aren't we? Surely.
1: Yeah, I, I just think you're gonna see a lot more good wrestling on SmackDown because there's not been much of it recently in particular. Um Talking of not particularly great, we got our Leah versus Shotzi after that, Um, which was, it was all right. I don't want to bury them or anything. Nice
0: to see them have a match.
1: Yeah. No, I, I hope Shotzi gets a bit of a push out of this. I know she's someone that obviously was in NXT for quite a long time. Triple H must like her somewhat. Um, So I'm hoping Shotzi gets a little bit of a, She's not going to get a title run or anything like that, I don't think. But um, yeah, she she um, won quickly here with uh, Never Wake Up. She was laughing afterwards and then Ronda come down and just kind of beat her up, put her in the armbar. And that was when this segment got a bit awkward because Ronda then took the mic and I couldn't understand a word she was saying because she was yeah, speaking great, so was bloody it? fast like this. It was so fast. <laughs> and then she told some kids that... Um, what did she say? She... He was a let that, down or something. Yeah, he, Their mum failed them. Oh, yeah. Randomly, it. randomly. Um, yeah, she's supposed to be, at this point, she's supposed to be a baby face.
0: Nah, she's bringing uh, the heel. She's um, definitely bringing the heel.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. And then Liv and, Liv and Rhonda um, tagged against Natal- uh, Natalia and Sonia Deville, didn't they, after this? Um, live refusing. One thing I liked from that was live refusing to um to tag out, but you know, this was we had the match since then, and obviously we had Ronda turn and stuff since then, but so don't want to say too much about that match anyway, but yeah, I liked what they did there and not allowed us to talk about on SmackDown. We got a little bit of a segment with uh Maximum Male Models when Max Dupree returned. We talked about I'm the segment a they did on, this on SmackDown, uh, on SummerSlam, sorry, because they also had a yeah. promo there. So we're glad he's back. Would we have preferred LA Knight? Maybe, but at least he's on TV. It
0: could build to that, couldn't it? They might see how it goes.
1: Well, I've seen some people suggest maybe they do a storyline where there's a fight for power between the brother and sister. Um, Is that what they meant to be, brother and
0: sister? Yes,
1: it's Maxine Dupree's sister. Oh, okay. Yeah, so then there's like a family struggle for this, the leader, which she ends up being, but then he comes back as LA Knight. I can see them doing that. Hey night! Nice. I can see them doing that, uh, and then we got new t- new day yeah. Viking Raiders, which has been building for a long time. And Viking Raiders have just been built so strong since they come back as heels. Um, the
0: vicious Viking Raiders.
1: Yeah, sorry, I should have called them the new vicious Viking Raiders, shouldn't I? Um, <laughs> and they, yeah, they beat them out here, and then took out Woods afterwards, hitting Shield and Xavier Woods was selling this like mad. Um, really good selling from Woods. I'm assuming maybe he has an actual injury because that looked like a right-off angle. It was similar to the Becky one on, on Raw, or the Riddle yeah, it one. Yeah, savage, didn't um, it? So I don't know if they're going to use Kofi maybe a solo run for a little bit, or maybe, I don't know. Um, but interesting anyway. But yeah, I, I like the fact they've really pushed Viking Raiders as heels. So, and again, Triple H will like, we know he likes them from NXT. So yeah, they could carry on this push and maybe get a tag title run. Whereas I didn't think it was going to go anywhere before. I thought it'd just fizzle out um, with Vince at the helm, but maybe not.
0: Yeah, I prefer this Viking Raiders. I think it makes Definitely. more sense. It really makes more sense that they are aggressive. Uh, yeah, rather than just
1: sitting there eating chicken legs. And yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it was kind of lame before. They're great in the ring, but that, that act was lame before. Um, and that's about it for SmackDown. So let's move on to NXT. Um, and we had a huge match to open NXT because um, it was a vacated championship. Obviously, the women's tag team titles were ca- vacated by Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade. So we've got a four women's tag team match here. Elimination style as well, which I liked. This about was it. great. And it was really, really good. So you had uh, Caden Carter and Casey, I keep calling it Casey Canzaro. Oh, Tana Chad. as well. Um, Valentina, Feroz, and Ulisa Leon, who are a little bit of an underdog team, haven't been on TV that much. Ivy Nile and Tatum and Paxley, and obviously together team. Yeah, well, I've been building that for for a little while, and then Toxic Attraction, obviously the former champions. Um, and I was really happy here because we finally got the titles on a team, on a proper tag team, and a team that's deserved it and have been.
0: I completely agree. Underused Stephanie for time. far
1: too long in yeah. chance um Caden Carter. So yeah, I'm really glad they got the win here. It made sense to the order it went in as well. Um, they, they pinned Toxic at the end to get the win, um, pinning JC Jane, wasn't it? Um, and yeah, it was a really good match and a really good showing for the women's division in NXT because it is still pretty strong. It's not as strong as it maybe was a couple of years ago when you had Candice Ray, EO, Tegan Knox, Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley, all these people were in there. Bianca Belair as well. Like all these people were in there at kind of a similar or the same time. Probably not on the same strength as it was then, but I stu- do still think there's some women with a lot of potential in NXT. Uh, well, I actually was really
0: impressed by um, Leon and Perez. D- did you see the bit where. Um she like clean pressed her partner above her head yes that was incredible and then launched her i think they mentioned she's a powerlifter i was i was like there is no way she's going to do this and she did i was in awe at that they've not been on on tv
1: much but i actually think they've looked all right when they've been on tv they've just not really been used um that they look like they're decent and again they've been They've been presented as a tag team, which I like, because there's not enough women's tag teams that do double moves and things like that. So I like the fact they they do that. Um, Paxley, I think, has improved as well. I think she looked all right in this match. Um, She got near fall at one point with a big suplex on Katana. I noticed as well, in the first half of the match, Toxic and Traction were barely involved in this. They didn't do a lot of wrestling. They were standing on the side. But from a heel point of view, that kind of suits the characters, not wanting to tag in. Yeah. so Especially I an elimination that. match. Yeah, exactly. And in, yeah, it's different if you have to take the pin, get the first pin to win because you need to win the match. But because it's an elimination, standing at the side and not wanting to tag in actually suits the heel characters. Because normally, I'm critical when teams don't want to tag in or people don't want to tag in in a tag team match. Because what are you doing? You need to win. But yeah. because it is elimination, I thought that worked. Um, so they left it quite late to get in. Um, and it ended, yeah, with, like I said, Katana doing a 450 um, and then pinning, I think it was JC Jane, in the ring after yeah. Katana took out Gigi with a dive to the outside.
0: Great match and um, deserved winners, for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, there were some other standout bits from NXT. I thought the uh, there was the Carmelo Hayes did an open challenge and... What I loved here was Giovanni Vinci come down to the ring to answer it. Yeah, but he's doing day, his... Didn't he? Yeah, he, took, he, he was doing his poses for his thing. He did this still photography thing and Nathan Fraser just ran past him into the ring and stole the match. Um, I thought that was a cool little bit. And Carmelo Hayes and Nathan Fraser, as you'd expect, put on an absolute banger of a match as well. Um, Vinci stayed out there on commentary. But yeah, there was some really... There was a cool spot on the ropes where Fraser did a jump, then Carmelo like counted it, jumped onto the ropes, onto him. It was really, really good. I don't know what the move was called, but it was, it looked awesome. Um, and the match was really, really good. Ended up um, being a bit of a distraction finish with Trick Williams eventually being involved in that. Uh, and then Hayes using his finisher to win the match. Um, but yeah, that was good. Carmelo Hayes is main roster ready already. He's in my so eyes. good, isn't he? Yeah, he's someone that could easily get called up and put straight into like a a mid card title feud or something like that. I think um, he's got it
0: all, isn't he?
1: I mean, I, I don't necessarily think they should rush it, but no, yeah, he's uh, he's great.
0: Well, they took it, took the title off him and then put it back on him. So
1: yeah, I think maybe they were thinking about it. You know, maybe calling him up or something, and then they thought, no, let's keep him here for now, just like having put on bangers and. At the time, he might have been wasted in on the main roster anyway because I don't know whether Vince would have cared that much. Yeah. but now I feel like when he loses that North American title, I do still think maybe he will get another big title match or big title run. But um, yeah, for now, anyway, he's he's the North American champion, isn't he? So, so he then got um, Wade Barrett on a t- sat on a table in the ring with. Um, JD McDonough and Bron Breaker. Um, decent little promo here from the two of them. McDonough is a really... Oh, Jordan Devlin. I'm still calling him that. But yeah, he, he's a really good talker.
0: Insane, he a isn't decent it?
1: promo here. Bit weird, but the end bit. Where he cuts they they made
0: him proper psychotic, haven't they? Yeah. Um, stabbing that pen into his hand and then signing it in blood, And it made Breaker look like he's actually genuinely a bit weirded out by it as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it it was all right, this promo. Um, yeah, the end bit was a bit strange, but it was good. And I really like him when he's talking. he, although he got, I think the chart, crowd were chanting boring at him at one point, which I thought was well harsh.
0: It's a bit weird how they don't like... I, I don't know why. I just think he's great. Maybe let's... Get, well, I think they'll change their mind when they get him in the ring. Yeah, potentially. Because um, he's just incredible.
1: We then got a match between Sarai and... Mandy Rose, which was actually surprisingly short. I thought they might give Saray a little bit more here, but it was very quick, and Mandy won very clean. Um, it was all about the after angle, really, setting up a an, um, an angle between Zoe Stark and Mandy. Mandy went to hit, used to get the chair, and then uh, Zoe Stark came out to make the save. They're having a title match soon, but that match was, yeah, there wasn't a lot to it. <coughs> Then there was a really interesting bit with um, Axiom and Duke Hudson. So Axiom's having an interview, gets interrupted by Duke. They start arguing and it leads to a massive brawl backstage through the arena. Really good brawl. And then it gets into the ring. Um, and after being absolutely laid out by Duke Hudson, Axiom gets back up and goes, you know, I'm ready. Let's have a match. And then what I didn't like about it is he won by a roll up uh, after that after Duke had just destroyed it, basically, for 10 minutes. Um, Classic
0: roll-up finish.
1: But, and Duke Hudson always seems to be on the end of these things. Like, he he looks quite dominant, and then he just looks an idiot by the end of a segment.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't think they know what to do. I think he's one person they don't know what to do with in NXT. Him and Zion, Zion Quinn's kind of in the same boat. Big guys, they're not sure what to do. They're not pushing them, so they kind of have them lose all the time to people they shouldn't probably lose to. Yeah. Um, we then got Wesley challenging Tripp Williams to a British rounds match next week. So that's going to be interesting because we've watched a lot of NXT UK and we've seen British rounds matches before and we're not really fans of them, are we?
0: No, we're not. Cassio Sono. Sid Skid back.
1: Skid, yeah. Skid was skid. Bloody hell. That was, yeah, that comes to mind when I think of that. So I'm scarred for life now with those type of matches. But hopefully this one will be good because Wesley is fantastic. Um, in particular, and tricks. You know, he's not too bad. So hopefully this will be good, but it's an interesting match type uh, for next week. We then got um, Tony D'Angelo and Stax versus the Creed Brothers for the tag team titles. This match was okay, um, but the interest really was in the finish. Santos Escobar is back after being hospitalized um, by Tony D'Angelo. Costs him the match here by hitting him on the face, Legado stops Stacks getting in the ring and then Tony takes the pin so crossed him again so we're obviously, that that little family is split up now and we're going to get, I'm guessing another match between Tony D'Angelo and Santos Escobar, but I really like Santos Escobar as a face, because I think he's um, I liked his shirt he's really popular, yeah you know, <laughs> he had a cool shirt on, and then they had a little phone call later on, which was like, we'll meet one on one to discuss what we do about this kind of thing That was all right. Um, We then got a little uh, video promo from Roxanne talking about Corvett Jade. Uh, Then we got just a couple of other random little matches before the main event, which was we got um, Joe Gacy v. Brutch Jensen, short match, pretty deadly came in for distraction finish here. And Joe Gacy keeps pleading to Cameron Grimes to join their group, Um, obviously with the former Grizzled Young Veteran guys in there. I don't know where that's leading. I don't know if Cameron Grimes is actually going to join that group or not, but I, I kind of hope not, to be honest, because I don't I don't really like what they've done so far with Grizzled Young Veterans. No, I, um, I
0: don't think they will let him join. No. Yeah, it's a bit weird what they've done to Grizzled Young Veterans, isn't it, to be honest?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping when they wrestle, they're still like they were in the ring because they're great, but I don't like the characters right now. Um no we then got Alba Fire versus Lash Legend. Alba Fire, she keeps just picking up wing, wins, which is good because Alba Fire is great. Hit the Gory Bomb and the Swanton after Lash Legend tried to cheat using the bat. Alba Fire keeps... I, I think the fact she keeps picking up these wins may mean eventually she gets a title match. They're
0: and building to it, aren't
1: I they? Hope I think. She, can, she, she is the one to dethrone. Mandy Rose because I want the best wrestlers to hold the titles and yeah. NXT has been about that in the past and I think they may look at it now and go, let's put the title on Alba Fire because I think she's the best wrestler they have now in NXT yeah, now EO's now, definitely gone, you know, now you've got, you've still got some other good ones but She's more experienced than the likes of Roxanne and Cora and all these people that are up-and-comers. And are They good. can get
0: it in the future.
1: But they've got more time, yeah. I feel like putting her on Alba Fire for a while, maybe have a three-month reign, then call her up to the main roster by maybe like Royal Rumble time, something like WrestleMania, whenever, um, would be would be ideal. Then we got the main event of Von Wagner versus Solo Sokoa in a Fools Count Anywhere match. Um, and I'm not really into Von... I think his character's been a bit rubbish Crowd don't seem to care But this match To be fair They put on a banger here
0: This was really good
1: Yeah, It was a real banger um, Using all sorts of weapons Brawling all over the place There was a little cameo from a couple of people Cameron Grimes was in there um, Carmelo Hayes got pushed into a car Backstage That bit was really good um, <clears throat> Yeah they there was some really good wrestling, obviously, in the in the in the ring. Solo went for a table, one point from Wagner. I thought that was the end of the match, actually, but Solo managed to kick out. And then Solo eventually wins. Uh diving off the top rope through a table on oh, Wagner big. to get her in. Big dive, a bit like the Logan Paul one on the Miz. Yeah, actually. yeah, a little bit like that. Very similar that, yeah. um, spot. Solo Sokoa, Sokoa gets a big win and I think it's only a matter of time before he's called up for the main roster as well.
0: He's great, um, isn't he?
1: He hasn't won a title of any kind yet and it makes me think, are they going to bother with the whole, let's have him have a title run before he gets called up? I can see them just going, nah, just go up. Especially yeah. if they want to freshen up the Bloodline storyline and make it in another a, a twist in a dynamic, maybe throw him in there to upset the car a little bit. Be a little bit different, have a different attitude to the others. Especially if Roman's not on CV, he could even yeah. try and take over. You know, he's the younger brother, but maybe he'd come in and be like, I'm, you know, I'm going to hold the fort. I don't know. You could do something could be there.
0: interesting, couldn't it?
1: Yeah, and I think he's really good. So, he's yeah, I great. think it would Yeah, work. he's
0: great in ring and on the mic, to be fair.
1: Yeah, and obviously with that, that bloodline, he's I'm sure going to be very popular. Uh are gonna run to greatness. Both you know with the fans and also backstage. So yeah, really, really excited about the future. Even at NXT, of NXT, I think wrestling. NXT, I think NXT as well will improve because of this. Because we know Vince had more of a say with the presentation of 2.0. Obviously, Shawn Michaels is just like the main guy doing NXT now. Um But there was definitely some Vince McMahon influence over NXT.
0: 100%.
1: And Triple H, we know what his vision is for NXT because it was great under him for so many years. I can see them. I don't think they can go and go switch back completely. So I just can't see them doing that. But I think we're going to maybe go in a little bit more towards the old direction in NXT as well, which I think is exciting.
0: Yeah, really excited time for wrestling. And Yeah. um...
1: Exactly, particularly WWE, but all of wrestling because it, it pushes competition even further. Because Definitely. I think now AEW will think maybe think some of the stars quite might go.
0: Back. Weren't they? I, well, yeah.
1: And I think even though Tony Cullen won't admit it, I think he will be thinking I know I've like people that aren't under that longer contract, well maybe they will move, you know, because they, they're like they're gonna get the
0: opportunity there. to properly wrestle and things like that.
1: Yeah. So I, I do think it might improve all com. The better the wrestling gets on one show, the other show should Problems. take notice of that. Um, so It can only be a good thing.
0: I think we've gone over everything for yeah. you. Yeah, I think that was good. So we're going to go off and recharge. I hope you felt plugged in this week to the WWE side of professional wrestling. Um, as Fisher said earlier, please give us a like and subscribe and give us a little comment of what you think on our YouTube channel channel if you're listening on the podcast please search for recharge wrestling on youtube you'll find it there uh, if you want to follow us on twitter uh, we keep up to date with general wrestling news we have predictions leagues and general wrestling there uh, things going on you can follow us at recharge wrestle we couldn't fit in the ing um but yeah i hope you've enjoyed it and we'll catch up with you next week look out for fishers aw review tomorrow
1: just want to say as well, um, if you're going to Clash of the Castle when you listen to this, definitely follow us because we will have content from that show, um, constant, you'll, you'll constant content, as and we'd love there. to interact with you if you're going to know what you think of the show and if you're excited for it as well. Um, so if you're going to Clash of the Castle, definitely uh, listen to listen to us and follow us because we'd love to chat with you about it.
0: And if you see us, give us a wave.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> if you recognize our faces.
0: And uh, yeah, enjoy and see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.
1: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter.